You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. So I talk a lot about imperfection. And this is one of those examples that I want you to know, guess what? Shit happens, but sometimes the show must go on. So this podcast was recorded and we had some tech issues. However, the content is extremely important and I'm not going to keep that from being brought to you because, well, tech happens. So even though the audio is not our normal quality, keep listening, get what you need from it, be in action. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here where you're challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here along with my co-host, India Jackson, to get the dialogue going. So, Miss India. Oh, yes, ma'am. (laughs) I want to okay so again this is one of those times where we're talking and it's like "Mm, this needs to be talked about on the podcast um so I'm having a lot of conversations that are that have some additional layers I think kind of being pulled back from uh, what I would normally do in the sense of people really feeling like you know, what do I need to know? What do I need to do now? Um, Like, what's next? And I think that it's a pertinent question to begin to kind of figure out, you know, what's the next thing? What's the next action? You know, what am I talking about? What am I leading with? Like, I mean, I think in that way, it's a good thing. However, comma, there is this space of like, What's next in the way of like, just tell me the thing to do. There are some people that are looking for permission and they're literally kind of looking for this thing that is going to make it all better. It's going to outsource all the labor and this will be all easy and all the black and the brown people will be good and we don't have to worry about it. That shit don't don't exist. Like that's not a thing. Yeah, if you believe that, that's not real. Mm-mm. Somebody sold you some magic beans. I need you to go get your money back. So, like, there's this place that I really do. I do really think that people mean well, and I think they they want to do better. And so, 
just like if you, you know, take a workshop or something or, uh, you know, you're in some kind of course and you're like, okay, what's the thing? What do I now go do? But I think what's happening is people are looking for this one thing in a way that it, it feels like a check the block. It feels like, just tell me the thing. I, I, why are you holding it back? And it's like, you know, I'm not holding anything back. You know that that shit don't exist, right? Um, I've seen this be a thing for a while. There is no one thing you can go do to unravel, you know, generations and generations of programming. There's no one no. thing for that. There's no Band-Aid that's going to fix your gunshot wound. <laughs> well, hell, there's no one thing even in, you know, the the marketing that you do some advising for some of your clients around. Now, do I think that what you do is bigger than just marketing? Absolutely. But it's like with marketing, it's like, okay, how do I fix this? Uh, That's not how that works. Or how do I market? Mm, that's not a question. Like they're, everybody's looking for the easy way. And I don't even know if it's because they don't want to put in the work, but because maybe they think maybe they missed the easy part. Maybe they thought they took the hard way and now they're looking for the easy way. But there isn't one. Well, and I think that when we go through something that is very emotional, very traumatic, very life altering, and the powers that be of social media tell us the one thing Mm -hmm. to go do, which is to go post your black square and use whoever said this, they were wrong for that, but use hashtag black lives matter. Oh, child. Um, we want to do you about to you about to give me PTSD off of that because I'm gonna tell you, whew, like that that was a lot, and that was an example of I don't know if it's miscommunication, lack of clarity in communication. That was a fucking shit show. No, but can we can we talk about that for a second? I think it's relevant. So the reason why there is no one thing, and while the reason why this misconception that there is a standard thing to go do to create change or to become a better version of yourself or to let go of your money mindset woes or whatever it is. That misconception that there is just one thing you can go do that's going to fix everything is problematic and dangerous. Problematic at best, dangerous at worst. Um, I can clearly see the example of that being when we saw people putting up that black square and using the hashtag Black Lives Matter. And I think that if we didn't have this mentality um, of like, just show me the one thing and I'll go do it, that would have never happened. And part of the reason that that was able to happen is because people weren't thinking for themselves. They weren't curious. They weren't questioning okay, I see everyone else doing this, but does it make sense for me? Why are they doing this? Um, Okay, if they're doing this because they want to show support, is it actually going to get the results that they're looking for? Like nobody asks any questions. They just did shit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think what you said is an important piece of it. Nobody asked any questions. Nobody asked questions. And then once it happened, and this, I'm going to point this out as well, because I think that this was important. And I had a number of people after the fact, they were like, yeah, it felt funny, but I just, I thought that that was what I was supposed to do. And so their intuition, their gut, Buddha, Allah, whoever it is said, Hey, no, 
and you still did it anyway because you were afraid. And I'm going to say that while I can't list out everything you were afraid of, I'm going to say that one of the main things that I hear people being afraid of right now is that whole concept of being called out and cancel culture. Okay, now for the new people here that may not know what cancel culture is. Yes. Okay, so first of all, the, the whole calling out thing is just somebody being like, ooh, what you what are you doing? Like, that's not okay. And we saw a lot of that happening. But the cancel culture is when you either did something that was so problematic or so harmful that people are like, ooh, I'm done. I'm 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 deleting you, I'm unfollowing you, I'm about to put you on blast and call you out and tell everybody how terrible you are. Uh, I might call you a dirty racist. Like I I'm gonna basically just like tell you how just you're a trash human and for some people like it won't even go that far like they are like you as a human are garbage um but as a general statement it's just basically somebody being like you did something terrible you need to go we don't want to give you our money we don't want to talk about you we don't want to see you you were not invited to the cookout you have to go (laughs) and so people are shook Nobody wants to be called out like this. Nobody wants to be canceled. Nobody wants to worry about how is this going to affect me? Mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. Now, I think it's worth acknowledging, though, that some of the people that were in a place of getting canceled, they did a whole lot of fuck shit to get there. This was not just... This was not, I put up one post and I misspoke. This was not, I didn't frame that as well. This is not, I didn't know and I apologize, but the the damage was still done and I'm just going to have to let the dust settle. This is, oh my gosh, I did something terrible and now I'm going to make you feel like a terrible human because you called me out. Didn't you know that I was a good one? And I, I wish I could say I was paraphrasing. I am not. Like, For the people that live under a rock, could you give us a more clear example of that? <laughs> I, can. I can. So, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this was the weekend um, after George Floyd was murdered. And Marie Forleo had a lot of issues. Uh, I have never purchased from Ms. Forleo. And so, therefore, I am not in to have seen what happened in these groups. However, did you just everybody? I did. <laughs> oh my gosh! This, this is what happens when you leave us to our own devices. Um, so, <laughs> I have never given her my money. She just hasn't resonated with me, and this is not to say anything bad about her. She just hasn't. Everybody doesn't resonate with everyone. So, anyway, there were some black women that had given her their money, one of which was Rachel Rogers, and Rachel was heated with how all of these things uh, played out. And and in my opinion, she had every right to be because as the narrative goes, people had issues. Uh, I think some some comments got turned off, some deleting was happening, and there was a lot of, um, yeah, we're off, we're not talking about this, like, it, it, it it got real ugly. And so it put people in a place of like, oh, so you can take my money, but you can't talk about this because you think this isn't business related when it comes down to it. 
I see how this goes. And people were calling her out everywhere possible. People were um, very vocal about their disdain of her actions. And the reality is, is that, you know, her platform is set up in a way where she is the face of her platform, but she's got a platform. And so what she stood for represented and what she markets, people were hot about her actions behind that. Um, and so people are like, Ooh, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to have somebody go on a Facebook rant for 20 minutes and, and, and talk about how terrible I am. I don't want people having to, um, have all these lives talking about how awful my, my, my actions were. I don't want Facebook and Instagram being lit up with my fuckery. Like, can I just fuck up in in private, please? Can I live? Just saying. saying. (laughs) Well, but this is where I'm going to also say I have the the privilege and the benefit of saying when I was, was, you know, younger, I have my shit on blast on Instagram or Facebook. Like I had that anonymity. Ms. Bolio did not. And I mean, she's not the only one. She went through things. Jenna Kutcher went through some, that was a bad one too. Um, and that was the, hers involved a lot of victim shaming. Like I, I didn't do yeah. this. You just don't, you don't know me. And I can't believe you thought this about me. And it's like, Oh, so now you want to make me feel bad. Cause you did some fuck shit. Okay. And this is not about me calling out any particular person, but what both of them did was problematic at best. And I have no problem talking to either one of them. Just saying, you can at me if you need to. Um, but, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm saying that because I'm not saying this under the guise of you don't know me and I can say this. I'm saying it because I stand behind how I feel about it and what my take is on it. What they did was problematic. People weren't okay with it. And it was done at a point that people were already traumatized. And what you got was the full hell reign of people being like, so you want to make me watch a video of a man being murdered? What was it? Eight for eight, eight minutes and 46 seconds? And now here you come with this. Oh, you about to get all this rage. And so that's what happened. And so unfortunately, part of it is because people are traumatized. So if you're listening and you didn't know anything about some of those things or you found some new details or you're like Rachel Rogers, who? You're not alone. I live in Iraq, too. Go do a little (laughs) bit of Google after this episode. Um, Also, I think that as I am hearing some pieces of this for the first time, I knew about others. I can totally understand why people are afraid of being canceled. But what I'm also hearing is that these are people who did more than one thing wrong. Not only did they put their foot in their mouth, but then they didn't apologize and just leave it at that and then shut up and listen. And so if you're in this place where you're listening and you're afraid of being canceled, like it takes a lot to get there. It yeah. it has to be the perfect shitstorm of you still putting your foot in your mouth over and over again. Yes. <laughs> like just stop. Yes. And, and that's exactly I don't think what your average person here. is gonna do that, you know? No, no. These were two these were two examples of two people that have large platforms that did not get the memo that listening is is going to be key to this playing out in a way that does not get you canceled or at least just gets, uh, I always use this, you know, euphemism. So y'all got to deal with it. You're going to get your, uh, 
invitation to the cookout rescinded for the next three months, but you can come back after that. Somebody might bring you a plate. I, Maybe I, I like I like that one. I, I sorry I do, um, but <laughs> I, I, and I think that that's the thing. The biggest thing was that nobody was listening. It was so much of I have to keep talking. I have to defend this. I have to tell you why this is right. I have to tell you why you are not seeing my point of view. And anybody that's ever been in any kind of discourse um, can understand if you look at it from the outside in. What happens at that point where you or someone else that is involved in it, you're, you can watch this train wreck of like, oh my gosh, if you had shut up like five minutes earlier, this could have looked very different. But you just but determined. just kept talking. Right. And so there was just this point of like, it has to stop somewhere. And you was just like, I didn't lick this bitch on fire and I'm going down with it. And it's like, oh, you, you, you poor thing. Bless your heart. And so this is where people get afraid But if you are showing up from a place of, I want to listen, I am not afraid of being wrong. I can learn. I am open to hearing a different point of view. My normal is not the only normal. And I can consider something that exists outside of my realm of normal and my frame of reference. That is a very different place to be. Now, that doesn't mean that occasionally you might not eat that Nike a little bit. And I've told you that. Nike don't come after me. Um, you, it's going to happen sometimes. But it is one thing to put your foot in your mouth. It is another to put like eight people's feet in your mouth and to be like, I need more. So it is okay to make a mistake. It is another to double down on it and to not be willing to make amends or to see how this can be done differently. And this is why when people are looking for that one thing, because they're afraid of like what's next, because they're like, I don't want that to be my what's next. That doesn't have to be. And it's going to be highly unlikely if you are truly in the spirit of listening, that, you know, that's going to be your fate. There was a, um, we, we listened to the whole thing around Glennon Doyle and her having some issues. And it's like, she came back from that. Like, she did some stuff around just trying to be the good white woman. And she kind of messed up. And then she apologized. Kind of kept going. Well, like, and I think that that's a thing too, is like, yes, we need to be, I'm saying we, but allies in general need to be in a spirit of listening. And you also still need to use your voice. So at some point you have to transition out of this place of, I'm only going to do what I was told to do or should it on myself to do like the black square to, I can listen and use my voice. Yes. Well, and you can't live in amplification and not figure out what happens next. So this is a big one. So I feel like the black square happened and then it was like, okay, so then I got a whole week of amplifying black voices. And then it was like crickets because you ain't know what to do. And it's like, uh, you still got a business. You still got to sell. Um, those that are like, oh, I donated. You can't donate nothing if your business isn't making any money unless you just independently wealthy and hey, do you boo. But like you, your business needs to make money. 
And you, if you have a platform, you want to utilize that platform. But what happens is I kept seeing people that would amplify Black voices for a week, and then they didn't know what was next. And it's like, to to put it bluntly and to, I'm oversimplifying, but I'm oversimplified just to kind of get the point across. You were selling before. You knew what that looked like. You knew what it then looked like to amplify Black voices and to bring these ethics into what you were marketing online. Okay, these two can go together. What's next? Stop mm-hmm. acting like they or. They and. I'm a skirt, 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 skirt. (laughs) I don't know if they know what it looks like to bring those ethics into the marketing. I think they want to. And I think that they, they very clearly knew what it looked like to amplify the voices. I think people very clearly know what it looks like to promote and sell their own businesses, whether that's products, services, be an influencer or whatever. But I don't know if they know how to integrate those ethics into the business. And maybe that is where they're stuck. Maybe that is why both of us are equally getting, what do I do now? Now what? Or people fixating on having an SOP of how to handle things, but that SOP of how to handle things is an SOP. Standard operating procedure. Okay. A standard way of doing things that you have documented. So it can also be translated down to a VA or team or whatever. But I don't think that having like a standardized response or a standardized assessment of do I agree to be in this place or not, or do I agree to collaborate with this person or not, or any of those kinds of things resolves what, I, what I'm what i seeing as the bigger thing, which is being able to integrate the things that you've learned, the things that are now on your radar Um, I mean, a lot of people took the veil off, as you say, Erica, and it's like, now that your eyes are open, you know, are you integrating what you're seeing now? Are you infusing your newfound vision into what you were doing before? Instead, what I see is it's all this, all Black Lives Matter or all sales, you know, and I don't necessarily think that that's the way to go. No, but. Okay, and so this is where, again, um, oversimplifying, but mean straight until the point, even if you don't know, you have to begin to navigate and dig into what does it look like to say my my business, my brand, you know, my company, uh, you know, how I how my products look, how I'm talking to my audience, my community, all these things, they're evolving. And we are moving toward a place of being more ethical internally and front facing. And so, you know, quote unquote, partner dust or bear with us as we work through what this looks like so that our ethics don't end up either not showing up or being this separate thing from the business. We want them to be together. And this is where I think there's this fear around it has to be perfectly curated. But then what happens when you can't curate stuff? You can't curate what's happening right now. And so you have the, So you have the choice of either showing up and being willing to be visible and transparent about your evolution, or you just disappear. Well, the, the, I guess it's a third option, and that's to keep doing the same thing you were doing and being tone deaf. But if you're listening to this, I'm going to say that that's probably not an option. Just saying. I hope so. 
So, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, and I'm not saying you got to air all your dirty laundry. Like, whoo, I was trying to let this racist stuff go. My mama gave me, but you know, I'm trying. Like, I mean, you ain't got to go give all your stuff. But I think that there is a place to be able to be transparent about that evolution because that's a part of your leadership. That's about saying, you know, I am moving through this in a way that I get it. And I would hope the same for those that are here listening and reading, you know, what I do. And this is me speaking as the entrepreneur. And so, you know, I'm also modeling for you that it is possible to do this. Yeah, I mean, but I also think that that goes back to, you know, you and I are very clear for ourselves as individuals. And this may not be everybody listening, but it's something to ask yourself is, you know, are you, how attached are you to leading as if you know everything? Because Ooh. the truth of the matter is a wise man knows that they know nothing, <laughs> that they still oh have Lord. a world to learn about. But I think that many of us are having trouble stepping into that place of like, I'm still figuring this out or I am beginning to figure this out. And, you know, I hope that you can stick around to see what this looks like for our brand as we integrate diversity into our brand or as we integrate whatever value it is, eco-friendly, trans lives matter, something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some people are struggling because they, they are holding, I think some people are holding on to needing to look like they know everything and like they have it all yes. figured out. So, yes. And so this is where I'm going to pause for a hot second. And I'm going to go back to something that you said two seconds ago about people having to kind of have a certain amount of clarity on whoever or um, whatever it is that they're supporting and what that looks like. But I also want to acknowledge the fact that you don't necessarily have to choose. And so there's a thing right now of people feeling like if I don't support Black Lives Matters, I'm going to get canceled or people are going to come for me. And I want to acknowledge that you can support black lives and trans lives. You can like, and I think I've talked about this before. Like, I mean, I I am eco-friendly and hello, I'm a black person and I need black people to not have to worry about living because they are living while black. Like I can do more than one thing at a time. Watch me walk and chew gum. So... (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to pick and it doesn't have to be either or you can stand for and support more than one cause and I found that when Black Lives Matter became um, a large part of the constant conversation people had a hard time figuring out well does that mean that I can't support anything else and it's like why are we either oring our support for things that's not how that works that's like being like I love my mama but I can't love my daddy at the same time. Ah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, it's so important to think about that because I think now more than ever, in order to really be able to support more than one thing at the same time, we need to know what those things are. And dare I say, those things are not the same thing today as they were five years ago. And if they are and have been the same things your whole life, maybe we need to reevaluate some stuff because I'm a firm believer that as we learn, we grow, we have experience, we change. Change can actually be great. It doesn't 
a lot of people say, you changed, like such a negative thing. Like, no, if you're changing and constantly evolving and learning and growing for the better, that's a great thing. So now's a really great time that the veil has been lifted. We're all a little bit more woke, you know, than we used to be, is to reevaluate what are these values and which ones do I bring into my brand? Because yeah. that's going to inform your now what? Your now what? No matter how much as a black woman, I want you to support Black Lives Matter. Like, it also needs to include more than that. Yes. And that's where, like, for me, it, like, LGBTQIA plus, I don't, every time I'm like, damn it, I'm going to leave something off and somebody's going to come get me. Don't come get me. I swear. We need to have that conversation the other day. I'm like, <laughs> I can't keep up. I, and and I am willing to absolutely invite somebody on to talk about this that like you speak for this space because I can speak as an ally, but I don't identify as anyone within that group. And so I never want to be like, oh, I can talk to it. No, I can say it as an ally. Um, but yes, so that matters. And there's an intersection of black lives with that. There's an intersection of brown lives with that. Indigenous people, like there's too many intersections there for me to be like, nope, just this one little space. Because I personally believe that you can't say black lives matters if you won't say black trans lives matters. And that's just me. But I do feel like you can't be like, oh, this black person is good, but that one, eh, I don't know. And so that's where I'm like, stop picking and choosing. You know, you, you, you're cherry picking what you want to stand for and you end up missing the mark. And you missed the whole point. Yeah. I mean, even for me, I think that one of my highest levels of values for myself and for my brand is safe spaces, you know, and because we believe in, we're very anti-abusive power. Oh, yeah. I can do that. And diversity. <laughs> so it's just a matter of finding balance. Yes. But I'm also going to say getting clear on what these things are is really the root of a lot of me seeing people be stuck. And dare I say, it's also having that safety and space to be able to decompress and get out of fight or flight in your body so that you can get into the creative and thinking and planning and designing center of your brain. Because that's not going to be able to be on full throttle if our system is telling us that we have to fight or run mm-hmm. from a bear, even yep. if it's just because we're afraid of being canceled on social media, our body is still processing it the same way. Um, yes. But I think what we can get into a more calm space as well and be clear on like, what is I need to take care of myself versus what is I'm running away from having to do and say something. It becomes easier to figure out what these values are and know what's next. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I really, really enjoy our masterclass because it's a really calm and safe space to be in. We are going to challenge you a little bit on what those values are and pull different things out of you, but you're in there with other business owners who are doing this work too. And I'm really grateful that our marketing both individually and together under pause on the play has pulled people in who are very empathetic and heart centric. So they're not going to like shame you either. <laughs> I know Absolutely. we don't do that, but our people don't do that to others either. No. And, you know, it's a space to where everybody is shoulder to shoulder saying, you know, regardless of how much I do or don't know in comparison to how much you do or don't know, like 
we're all here to do the work. We're all here to find ways to, to, to be better and to be in action forward and figuring out what this next iteration looks like. It's not about, you know, better or worse, good or bad. It's just, you know, how can I keep moving? And everybody's fostering that, not only for themselves, but for each other. And you need that community. There's something about doing that on your own that it not only can kind of silo you out and you're you're just kind of singular in it and you don't get any context, but it can be scary. And so you need that space to be able to have that support and somebody else that's like, I get it. I'm going through it too. It's okay. We can do this. Yeah. I mean, there's something that's so beautiful about that piece and it's it's also like implied accountability and sometimes it's like blatant accountability like these mm-hmm. eyes are on me and so they we've had this conversation they know where i'm coming from like it gives you that extra kick in the butt that i think we all need sometimes to say i'm going to live this through i'm going to integrate this i can't go back to the way things were anymore no and there's something about saying it out loud and doing it with others to where it's like all right I didn't set it, so I can't deny it now. Plausible deniability is gone. So <laughs> therefore, right. And so when you do that, there's a certain amount of um, committing that has happened that I think is a part of that forward momentum and that being in action in that way. Absolutely. So if you're listening and you're looking for this, space to really get clear on what those values are so you can step into your now what, because the days, or at least I hope it stays this way, the days of the black square are gone. There's no one that's going to tell you what to do right now. (sighs) Head on over to pauseintheplay.com slash events. Um, We have officially sold out of all of the sessions for July. So our next available date for this masterclass is going to be September 16th. And already we're down to just four seats left. So I'd hop on that quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, if you're someone who feels like you would do better in a more long-term process, so you can work your way through it a little bit at a time. And our pause in the play community sounds like a great fit for you as well. Um, you can learn more about that at pauseintheplay.com slash community. Absolutely. And so this is where I want you to come on over, be in action, reserve your seat. Let's get that forward momentum going. So as always, we love having you here. We love being able to hold this space so that you can continue dropping the veil, challenging your thoughts, feelings, and actions. So join us next time. And until then, Keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly 
This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?